Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is the show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book, I do a review, stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to. Uh, Joining me today, like normal, is Juliana. Say hello, Juliana. Hello, everyone. And today we're going to be talking about a book which I finished about three and a half weeks ago, let's say a month ago. Yes. Uh, And Juliana finished this morning. Today, Today. just a few, uh, an hour ago, actually. Really? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, you came in about an hour ago and said, finish the book, do you want to do a podcast? I was like, I'm in the middle of something, Yeah, sitting on my computer doing some work stuff. Um, But yeah, let's get to it. Well, actually, before we get to it, just want to say hello to everyone and thanks to all the Patreon supporters. I don't normally do this at the start of the podcast, but I thought I'd do it this time. Yes, Uh, thank thank you. Thank you all to our Patreon supporters. If you want to support this podcast monetarily, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Luke Burridge. And um, yeah, it's most of most of the Patreon stuff, to be honest, is juggling uh, content. Me being me being a professional juggler and I guess juggling content creator. Does that feel the right thing to say? I guess that is the term. Hate the term content creator. I'm very sorry. That's the job title. It is a job title, I guess. (laughs) Um, So you can check that on Patreon. We're going to aim for 100 Patreons by the end of uh, no, by the end of July. Yeah. So we do daily vlogs from the European Juggling Convention. I guess uh, science fiction. book review podcast fans aren't that interested in that but hey if you want to get uh, daily uh, daily vlogs from a juggling festival you can by going over to patreon.com forward slash luke burridge and also what? you will get access to another podcast oh, yeah. and i think the latest episode might might be of interest to uh, yeah. uh sfbf yes, listeners there's, too there's also a, a whole juggling podcast that goes on there as well so uh, yeah you can you can check it out um uh, which I think you can get, even if you're not a Patreon supporter, it's there anyway. So go check it out, even though. Even I thought I'd do a clever thing No, the, the thing what you do here with Patreon is you say there's this uh, tier, which is you pick the episode. Oh. So if you give us 25 euros for a month, in a, in a month or whatever it is, yep. uh, you get to pick a topic of a podcast. Now for jugglers, that's normally a, a juggling topic, or if it's a video essay or vlog topic, I'll do that. But um but also uh, for, for science fiction book review podcast listeners, you can suggest a book for us to read. With one rule, you can't suggest a, a book which is that you know is really shit and that we'll rant about. It has to be a book that you like and that you're enthusiastic and you think we'd like. So, uh, yeah, recently I've been reading um, various different books. Practical Guide to Conquering the World, three and a half stars. Quite a, quite a few three and a half star books. Which is not bad. Except for one which stands out, which is a four and a half star, which was Agent Tchaikovsky, uh, oh, Children of Ruin. And we're is. like, hey, we're enjoying this. We put, I've put off reading this series for no reason at all. It's just that, you know, I was reading other series by Agent Tchaikovsky. Yeah, we books. can't always just read this, the books from one author. Yeah, not, not just one guy. But hey, he's one of my favourite authors. And you know why he's one of my favourite authors at the moment? Why? Because he's like British, about the same age as me. Not writing. Quite. Well, I don't know. Well, 51. He's is he 50? 51. Okay, put it this way. He's of the <laughs> same generation of me, like, uh, you know, that Gen X style, you know. So anyone yeah. who's like about 10 years older than me to about my age. Yeah. You know, there's... So anyone, yeah, who's between like about 40 and 55 or something like that. Mm-hmm. That for me is like my generation of, you know author or musician or you know it's just that comedian yeah or comedians <laughs> you know i just watched some comedy special of someone who's from the northeast of england and who's 41 years old and lived in newcastle or lives in newcastle or whatever and i lived in New- you know it's all that kind yeah. of thing and um yeah and and also he obviously his main influences on his science fiction i say this you know with with all the the respect in the world 
to Adrian Tchaikovsky, exactly the same as my uh, science fiction influences. Yeah. So the the worlds that he's playing in and the and the worlds that he's creating, he's going all right. My say my favorite author, like an Ian M. Banks mm-hmm. or maybe a you know a, a Alistair Reynolds or a Peter Hamilton. He's like the new author that's come along, who's read all of those books, knows what's going on, and also like you say the, the book that we read last year, which was the Elder Race, where he's going. He's got all of that stuff from like the nineteen sixties and seventies, the Ursula K. Le Guin. Yes. What was it? The the Exile, Planet of Exile, and stuff. Yeah. It's like oh, he's obviously he, what he's doing. He's obviously playing in this space. Yeah. Verna Vinci, where he's like, right, I'm going to do a story about spider and octopuses long range you know you go, okay you're doing your you know your um uh, not void trilogy that's no what is it the um the uh, no zones no. of zones of thought like so he's doing his own deepness in the sky oh, yes. uh, he's he's doing like and again I, I it just it's really obvious that that is what is here in his science fiction yeah you know and done really well well yeah done with done like super like super like well written but also competently yeah. and also with a viewpoint yes you know so in like say just to take it back to something that i wrote myself you know like when i was when i was writing my like first novel i was going right what am, what's the target like what is the best book like who's the best author hmm. you know hmm. and so when i was writing that and i was like going through the edits and working out the structure i was like why wouldn't i try and match Ian M. Banks with, you know, with some of his like more experimental writing and structure that he does. And you've got to aim high. Yeah. And of course, my first novel, nothing as good as Ian M. Banks's best novels. But like I'm aim that's what I'm aiming for. Yeah. And I'm self-consciously knowing that that's what my influences are and that's what I'm aiming for if you know what I mean. Yes. And I, what I really enjoy about Adrian Tchaikovsky is that he is completely unafraid and unashamed to go, I'm going to play in the space of X author, this author. Yeah. And they've done their own take on this, but I'm going to do my own take, which because I'm going to write it 30 years later. You mm-hmm. know, I read this book when I was 20 and now I'm 51 or whatever, and I'm writing now, writing in a, like a new era where there's other science fiction around. And is yeah, and it's just really accessible, but rooted in in great science fiction yes but not like calling back not always calling back to like oh everything has to be you know military science fiction or it's a lot of like yeah we got yet another rewrite of you know ender's game or what you know even (laughs) that is like uh, you know maybe a bit like more modern but you know what i mean like there's there's just a the, the, uh, you know, and of course, it helps that he's British and he's got like a British sense, some British sense of humor and British politics and stuff like that. So, of course, yeah, finally got around to reading this new novel. Well, it's not even that it's new novel. New. It's new to me yeah. because it's the first book in a series and I've not read any of the books in the series before in a trilogy. And it was exactly what I wanted yes. in this, you know, in the yeah. same way, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, there's. It's like we just read the Alistair Reynolds, catching up with those Alistair Reynolds books with the the inhibitors yes. that come in in the Revelation space. We read inhibitor phase and these other ones, and you're like, oh right. So we're just doing that. You know, we've got the inhibitors or the wolves that they call them, or the um, uh, what's the what's the book by Jack McDevitt? He's he's got the engines of God or whatever it is. Where I don't know that one. It's another thing where why aren't there other why aren't there other um, things around here? Why yeah. aren't there other uh, alien races? Why is everything empty? And why do we keep coming on these planets which have all been destroyed? Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. And yeah. It's like oh, what are the inhibitors? You know, what's the thing that's going around and like cutting like like any. Any uh, space civilization which starts gets gets space flight, we have to come over and stamp them out. You know, yeah. he that's what he's doing. Like that's the setup for this book. 
you know, yeah. that's the that's the idea he's playing with. And then he's like, right, and I'm going to be writing this or this book's going to come out in 2020. So what's science fiction like now, but like bringing all that stuff along to it. So again, it's like, I'm talking about this in very broad strokes. Yes, but it is so a, what's the book? We actually, you haven't actually oh, said the book. I Well, it's the, it's called uh, the, uh, the final architecture is the series. And this is called Shards of Earth by Agent Tchaikovsky. Right. I thought, I thought I'd mentioned that right at the start. No, you, you, you wanted to and then you diverted oh, I, I went into I went into diversion about other stuff that I've written by him and why he's a favorite author and yeah, this is why I know, I know people have read the show notes so yeah like, oh, the the, got, there's a picture but of us still, holding up the front of the book but on, still okay Shards of Earth so yes. the Shards of Earth is again no spoilers because I've just explained it um, there's some inhibitors they're called the architects because they make planets they have um, moon sized spaceships that come along and destroy planets <clears throat> Do they have spaceships or are they the spaceships? Oh, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. don't need to get into that. <laughs> Moon-sized things arrive <laughs> yes. next to, in this case, Earth and other planets. Yeah. And I would say destroy them, but like recreate them. and Reshape called, them. Yeah, reshape them. They're yeah. called architects because they make artwork or bit new architecture out of existing planets and spaceships and moons and whatever. Yeah. And you don't want to catch their attention. And if they arrive, you should all get out. Yes, that's uh, so that's kind of the, try. that's kind of the backstory of that. Uh, but yeah. they were kind of halted. Was it forty years? I think it's a forty years in the past in this book. Um, and then this is kind of set 40 years after they're being sort of like, not stalemate, but like, oh, the architects have gone again. And yeah. then like humanity is like setting up its, uh, you know, it's, uh, uh, it's setting up its, um, you know, civilization again. And yeah. There's a whole generation of people who come along who don't remember the architects and don't remember Earth and don't yeah. remember the war. So it's like, you know, sort of like the Second World War, the whole, you know, all the boomers grow up and it's like, everything's great. It's like, or oh, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's, a, there's a few generations later. I yeah. quite like it. He, he calls this the polyaspora. Yeah. Because it's not a diaspora. It's yeah. a polyaspora where lots of people flee. Like yeah. lots of different kinds of people, lots of different... Yes. Yeah, it's not an exodus of one group yes. that spreads out. It's yeah. like all humans who yes. spread out. Anyway, so um don't know what else to say about this. Okay, let me then. So I'm going to pass over to Juliana and Juliana can talk about, because you, you fin- I finished the book three weeks ago, so yeah. I'm just setting up broadly and why I enjoy this author and this kind of science fiction. Yes. Uh, you go in, and then I'll come back and say why I'm not giving this book five stars. But that's not a not, not a criticism of the book. I just want to get point out a few things. Yes. All right, go for it. All right. So before the other books we read, um, they weren't quite as chunky. Um, the, you mentioned the um, the Elder Race. That's kind of like a novella. Yeah. And then we read the Children of Time and Children of Ruin, and you read Children of Memory. They are like more you know i would say digestible like you can read them and it's not like you're gonna have to like me read these books for weeks <laughs> and yeah and um so this is a big big book and um <laughs> so i just looked up uh children of time 16 hours 31 audiobook this book 18 hours and 41 so it's like three more hours oh it's it's like 16 it, versus 19 hour audio it felt more chunky anyway I, again we'll get into the reasons why yes. i think yes so um This is kind of a combination of, um, you know, some Becky Chambers. You have a group of people, they they live a bit on a shoddy ship and they come together and it's different different people who kind of never really meant to be together. And then, you know, you you just collect people on the way and like a, a space journey kind of thing. And uh, and then you have the different factions in the whole universe that humans 
are in yeah, that's not only yeah. humans, they meet all kind of aliens and it's all kind of weird kind of mixing of aliens and humans and whatever stuff going on and humans evolve in different ways and they make themselves different and so then we have this whole like, oh, they have the different different parts like in the Ian and Banks book in the in the culture yeah. books, like the different kind of things around. Yeah, it's very it's kind of vague you say it's like Becky Chambers. I think Becky Chambers is doing a, a weak version of the same thing that Adrian Tchaikovsky is doing. If you want to say well, what's... I've read a, Becky Chambers Yeah, but what I'm that, saying is so. that Becky Chambers a long way to... Uh, this is like a good... This is like a long way to a small angry planet, but not, in my case, not so twee and irrelevant that it's only about like, oh, and this person makes a cake. And you're like... Is that the drama this time out? Like someone spilled some water, and I'm like, really? The drama is someone spilled some water. It's it's, but it's like going for the same like Firefly, you know, Serenity style. Like get the captain, like the captain, and get the people together again. I'm not saying it's not like Becky Chambers. I'm just saying the influence here. It's it's a it's a common influence between the two of them, rather than he's doing his version of Becky Chambers' Long Way to a Small Angry Planet. Okay, I don't know. Did I say that he did his version of that? No, I I'm just, just saying, I'm just I'm saying just, that yeah, it, it reminds. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, kind of like... that's what I'm saying. It's kind of updated. Like it's the version of what you do now. It's like very inclusive. So we yes. have someone who's a computer. We have someone who's an alien. We have someone who's human. We have someone who's like modified human, and yeah. they and they're all in one crew, and they yeah. you know they all get on with yeah, each other. And some you know, genetically engineering people is also going on. Anyway, it's like all different kinds of people. Very yeah. diverse. Yeah, it's the same thing with the um, what is it the the quantum the quantum uh, thief or the quantum whatever the quantum series was that yes. I read more recently. Same kind of thing like yeah. we got to get the team together and yeah, there's yeah. one person who is, yeah. you know, one bit of humanity who's like this and another bit like that, you know, yeah. And there's also some sort of heist thing going on and yep. then you have kind of like some weird if you would abstract it like they kind of meet kind some sort of pirate stuff like yep. it's not kind of it's not exactly that but it, it's, no, it's, the, it's in this kind of realm here it is it's space it's space opera space adventure yes you get a, a ragtag group of people on a yep. ship and they have to exceed the expectations of what it is because we're just sort of like oh yeah we're just a, a, rec- a salvage crew that we yep. go out like this is so standard for yep. science fiction like ragtag group on on a salvage mission and they they do good and someone they're taking they have to escort someone like they happen to be the ship that rescues someone they happen to be the person who's assigned to carry someone you know and they yeah. all fall in together and they're like great you know again no, there is no spoilers for this kind no, of no, stuff no. you know it, but it's it's he just he just knows how to do, yeah. do language and um and what i love about these books is that because before we had the the spiders and the 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 everything the octopuses and yeah. the, the the way he is writing from perspectives is so good like it's just you you actually really like go and understand different species yeah. through his eyes it's it's really good and now I'm coming to the things that didn't quite work with, for me with this book. Oh, we're getting straight there. Should well, we? I don't have anything else. Like, yeah, yeah, but here's the thing. Apart from that, I really enjoy uh, uh, reading these yeah. books. Okay, okay, just a few more positives. Yeah. I like the characters. Most, yeah. of the, most of the characters I thought were engaging. Yeah. I like that it felt like, for part of the book, it felt like there was genuine danger to these characters. Yeah. Um. And then 
I think there's this second half of the book. Like, again, I think it's a really strong start. I think the first half of this book is really, really good. Yes. It's setting up the world building. It's setting up the problems. The mission is clear. Yeah. Everything like that. And then I think the second half of the book, or maybe certainly the last or a middle section there. Yeah, there's a middle section. Yeah. Definitely. Which yeah. feels to me like, all right, how long am I contracted to do this book? I don't even know. But it felt like there was some big padding in the middle. Yes. Each section of which I don't actually ha- wouldn't have any individual complaints about. Mm. But the it, it just felt like we we're a bit on a bit of a treadmill in the yes. middle there where yes. they're like, oh, internal, something, something, something. So one person's like, oh, internal. And then they're like, oh, and this other faction. And you're like, wait, are we, we're two thirds of the way through the book. Like, why are we introducing another faction? Mm-hmm. And then like there's another faction mm-hmm. is revealed and another faction. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this could have been a bit more front loaded. Yes. And then in the end, too much of it just happens on the same ship or in the same places. Are you we know? still at the positives? Because this is the kind of stuff no, no, I no, would saying, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, don't take... I don't want to take away too much from the positives because I really enjoyed this yes. book. Yeah. But the reason I'm not giving it five stars, all of those reasons feel like they're backloaded into the second half of the book. Absolutely. Weirdly enough, none of them have got to do with the story of the book. It's more the execution of what happens in the second half. Yes, there's so, certainly it felt like there was some padding going on in the middle. And yeah. not to spoil anything, but at the end of the the the, the book, the ebook, yeah. I read the ebook. Yeah. There's a timeline. And if if at any point he would just have presented in the middle of the book the timeline, like what, like the previous time, like from back in the leading up to the start of the book. Yes, like oh, right. the whole like okay, what happened before, what yeah. happened then, like during, and yeah. what happened after. Yeah, the, the timeline explained it everything. Oh, pass it over. Let's have a look. So, so a... I wanted to know if that actually is in the audio. No, there's, book no, there's as well. no timeline. No. So there's a, at the end of the book, it's a glossary with all the the names, all the things. Oh, I see, and. And then there's a timeline. Okay, 170. So these are 170 before. Yeah, because they have like the the the, uh, the timing is like before and after yes. Earth destroyed yes. or whatever. Like so that's that. the the point zero. Yeah. And uh, and so it's really nice. No, ex- this glossary isn't there at yeah. all. So um, at the end of the book, you you get this really nice timeline, and I understand that in this style of book, you need like the internal. Oh, I'm thinking back of how it was when this happened to me and i think there's a bit too much of that going on right it keeps going back and it keeps and then in the middle it keeps kind of like there's this this section where it overlaps and i got utterly confused are we now thinking back are we now yeah. is this now yeah that's what i'm saying it, it goes a bit too much into mm. into like the heads of the people and they're like oh yeah. remember this and i was like yes. oh these flashbacks again yeah. should have been the, all the flashbacks and setup should have been finished about halfway through the book yes. and then the last that should be going up until halfway through the book. And then the last quarter of the book should have been like the resolution of all Overcoming of those kind of things. And, whatever. and that middle, like that's that, that second, like third quarter of the yeah. book shouldn't have been there. If you know what I mean, yes. that's what I'm trying to say. It's not that it shouldn't have been there, but it felt like all of that, all of the scene setting is like first third scene setting, middle third, like, you know, exploration and last yeah. third kind of building to climax and resolution. It just felt that was mudded, mudded yes. here. Yes. And again, uh, none of the going back in time and like, oh, let's do a little bit more here and let's see this, how these people got on 40 years ago yes. and, and see a bit more. And I'm like, how are we still developing the, <laughs> how the relationship? How are we still talking about that? Yeah. Like we're, we're 75, 80% of the way through and we're still getting like a relationship establishing flashbacks here. Yes. Uh, there's this one section in the middle, though. I I can't really say if it was the middle or not, where 
it's so tense and it feels so creepy and thriller thrashy whatever like it's like i read it and i don't even i don't like there's this whole like it it felt so horror like yeah yeah it reminded that's, me that's so in that, much like episodic middle section yes, though, that, I think. yeah it is included in that be- yeah. so and this is why you can't just ex- extract the middle and then because yeah, yeah. that is like one of the pinnacle like danger scary bits, yeah. scary bits. and it, it reminded me so much of uh, peter watts books mm-hmm. because it felt so dark and yeah creepy and horror like and um so that that was very like that held me actually through like that kind of like through the middle section because of this um high attention keeping i i kept reading if that wouldn't have been there i would have struggled a bit more in the middle um but because that was there uh it it kind of made the it, it piqued my interest again yeah because they're there have been by that point they already did the 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 chase and the 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 the, the high, space battles yeah yeah, yeah 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 all this already happened and then i thought okay what what's else there to yeah, come that's the thing it that, and i think that's probably why the fil- why it felt like it lagged a bit or, mm. or what i'm trying to say is that that you go all right well we've had a space battle we've had a chase yes. we've had a heist yes. we've had action yeah. we've had some main characters die like crew members die to show how dangerous it is yes. we've had a revelation we've had a cross like we've had you know double crossing yes. we've had uh, whatever like you know all, all of those, the ingredients yeah all the ingredients that you expect from a you know a, a space opera space adventure you know kind of thing had already happened and you're still like we've still got a third of the book to go yes. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah and and w- again it's one of those things that all of the the pacing seemed to be off that all of it felt like all of the establishing and all of the action seemed to have already been wrapped up yeah and then we're like now let's have a conference and i'm like we don't want to con- i don't want a conference now again yeah, diplomats again i'm trying yeah. to think back three and a half weeks to when <laughs> yeah, i finished yeah, yeah. this book but again all like if if it had just been about space lip diplomats and like uh, you know getting people together in the room and having representatives from here and representatives from there, like yeah. if that had been like if that felt like what the book was about, yeah, I would have been a bit okay with it. But it felt a bit it felt like ragtag group on a on a salvage ship. Yes. And then later on, it was like, oh, and we need a, you know, it's like why people didn't like um, that, you know, one of the many reasons people didn't like episode one of Star Wars. They're like, <laughs> why is it about trade delegations and why is this stuff in the Senate? It's like, this is, this isn't what we signed up for, you yes, know? Yes. Um, so he puts a lot of stuff into this book. Like yeah. it's, it's combining lots and lots of space opera themes and lots of, topics but you can definitely tell by the end that this had been the establishing book we had to get everything all of this into this book because it continues yeah this next and book. i didn't even realize for some reason when i started reading this i that uh, by that point because i i had put this into my uh, to read list for yeah. quite some time in the library app but then i've read other books mm. so i always put this back and then finally you, i got to it but do you think that someone could write a novel these days without it obviously being a trilogy or a series 
difficult. No, these days, they don't even say if it's a trilogy or yes. anything. They just say the start of a new sequence, and I'm like, what does that mean? Like, what's a sequence now? Yeah. Like, because they, they don't, they can't even commit to a trilogy. Like, publishers can't even say there's only going to be three books because yeah. they don't know if they're going to have like a new like Miles Vorkosigan thing where it becomes someone's comfort read, and you, they can just keep you know keep churning them out so much. Yes, I just want to see um, when I first when I first added this book to my uh, to my to read thing if I can see that oh yeah because by then I'm pretty sure it wasn't it wasn't in the in the background of this architecture thing um, that for me in the oh, library right. app that came later for sure yeah. I added this to put on my to read list in November 23rd 2021 so uh, yeah like a year and a half uh, what would that be yeah like a year and a half ago or something so, uh, and, yeah. when, and when was it first published? Let's have a quick look here. First published, yeah, so 2021. So yeah, it's like, it's it's one of those books where you get contracted, write a book, yes. put it out, yes. next year, the next book, the year after the next book. So in, in a course of like a two year span, the three books are available to read yeah. and you get through. So that's what we have here. So I started reading this not knowing that this it is was the a start of a trilogy. Yeah. And now uh, now I went into the library again and yeah. uh, suddenly there are two more books that appeared right. because they weren't there before. And it wasn't... When you say before, like when you When started, I first looked at oh, this when, Okay, at not this when you book. started reading it, but when you no. first looked at it. Yeah. When I first looked at this book, there was no series and there was no trilogy. and uh, And so... Um, yeah, uh, I went back into the library app, and uh, there are two more. And the the, the second book uh, was available for me to to just borrow straight away. So you've already started so reading the next book. I borrowed it immediately. I didn't start reading oh, okay. right now, but I'm going to because you're going to go on a trip, and I can I have a lot of time to read. Maybe hopefully. Maybe um, you're going to take time to read. I'm going to take time to read, like like I did. But it it's just always really funny that the the time that I. For this book, it was the first 50%. Right. I, I was all, only ever reading just before going to sleep. So I managed maybe two pages yeah. every night. And then that takes so long. And once I actually started actually sitting down reading, yeah. it goes... Yeah, you got through the second half bit, pretty quick yes, in the end. Yeah, but, but you could read a book in a week or two weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah, it would I be can. possible. It doesn't have to always take no, five no, weeks. No, no, no. But um, I can mainly do that in my holidays. And yeah. I don't have holidays all the time. Um, so, um, what else did I wanted to say? Uh, yeah, it's uh, quite some graphic, uh, weird stuff going yeah, on. Again, that's what's in all of the books, which are the influences of this kind of book. Yeah. You know what I mean? So any, anything that you specifically really enjoyed, like any characters that stood out to you that you really enjoyed? Because we haven't talked about any characters so far. Normally we, we talk about some characters or what their journeys are or... Well... Um, we have a few viewpoint characters. Yeah. Like some, t like it's not just the story is not just told from one person's point of view. I think we have in total like three characters that we that we have like that we put we join their point of view. Yeah, there's more than that, more than three. Oh yeah, four. Because you got the guy who's the oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the agent, the agent or, like, guy, the, yeah. the agent guy, House of Mordant or yeah, something. Yeah, who, who's like yeah. Again, we don't need He's to get the, into the all of those. Spy, to be honest, whatever. I actually enjoyed those bits really. Yes, yeah, I always was... I always like it when these books go. Uh, you know this ho how this whole place works? There's like this massive bureaucracy over on the side here. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go over to the bureaucracy and you have a little glimpse into them. Like, oh yeah, someone actually has to order that thing to happen. You know, like yeah. all the stuff that doesn't... And I always find it funny when you see 
when you see like these more exper- like experimental movies which are like the end of the world is happening and who are we following you know it could be the heroes who are trying to save the day but yeah. you know also get these other people over here who yes. are doing shit where you go well, why are we following these people it's like well everyone has a story in yes. this uh, in this not in the end of a world thing but you know it's uh, yeah uh, so i think yeah it's four people yeah and I really like this guy because he has this kind of really snarky, dry, weird humor or like yeah. sense of saying stuff. Yeah. And he, he's, I have the feeling he's not taking himself too seriously, uh, which which I really liked about because the other people take themselves yeah. quite seriously. So Idris is the main, I just see his name here. Idris yes. is the main, well, like I would say our main character. Yeah, he's uh, for sure. Uh, he he's a guy who um is what was his, what was his name what, what what was his role he was intermediate a, yeah he was an intermediary yeah um with the idea being that you know you're trying to get someone to be able to uh communicate with the architects and you know all, all crazy stuff going on there yes and he is very damaged it's like yeah. he might as well be called PTSD the main character <laughs> yeah. he is so damaged from what happened 40 years ago that he hasn't slept he hasn't aged he hasn't changed yes. like he's kind of caught caught in this like I, wouldn't, I don't know even know how to express it but like this kind of like weird magic quantum state where he's just being held out of time but experiencing time but like held out of time yeah um and someone else who who comes back is the uh what, what is the amazonians no what do they call them the the, the path, wind- parthenon yeah the parthenons yeah um uh, and uh and the main character there she is she's been uh in cold sleep for most of the last 40 years and comes yeah. out and she's sent off to go look we need like the parthenons need some intermediaries so yeah go and see if you can convince him to come back you made a friend once before yeah you were friends like go and convince him to come and join us or pay him or seduce him or like and it really goes through that kind of thing you know like do whatever you can to bring him over but and because they're old friends he's like look i'm not don't even tell me your offer because i'm not going to take it you know it's it's, i really enjoyed that like relationship and i think these there's again this is some interesting relationships happen where you go oh this doesn't have to be a love story it doesn't have to be a will they won't they because they you know they fucked 40 years ago right okay so we don't have to worry about that it's like oh we're actually dealing with adults here it doesn't like not every relationship has to be a will they won't they or you know sexy space romance or whatever you uh no was it sexy space (laughs) opera romance books that you read yeah um like not everything like not every relationship has to be a new relationship or just a friendship or uh, you know a a romance or something it can be complicated well it doesn't no it's not it doesn't even have to be complicated because it's just two people there is no love triangle here well maybe a little anyway there's there's not there's there there isn't any you don't need any of that it's like let's have a relationship which is based on two people went through a traumatic thing 40 years ago and now they're meeting again yes and that's just so much more refreshing to talk about like or to read about than you know a lot of this other you know science fiction you know more of a uh, no no offense to becky chambers all these other people where it seems very much like oh these new people get together and they're opposites but are they alike and you know you're like oh okay okay yeah. let's okay let's see how this goes you know yes again nothing wrong with any of that if you want that kind of stuff but yeah. um it just feels like this is a little bit more a little bit more grown up it's yeah. sort of like let's do something which isn't it, it isn't just the basis of all these previous books yes also it it always 
like these kind of like oh and uh, oh and there's this uh hmm, maybe something is going on going on for me that often diminishes the severity of everything that goes on around people yeah like they're really urgent life and universe changing and humanity yeah. changing yeah. things why happening. are we spending like just fuck and get it over with and move on <laughs> yeah or don't and then yeah. <laughs> put your mind to the important yeah. things like i know be I professional know how to, grown-ups yeah. yes yeah. Uh, and i can see that in my grown-up life um how sometimes sometimes other things just overwhelm and then you're just exhausted and you don't think about any of these things like there is a bit of thought here and there in this book but not like it's not getting in the way of diminishing the rest of what's of the or like all the important severe serious things yeah um, another thing which I liked about it is the rest of the crew. Can't remember all of them individually, but yeah, I like the way I it can, worked. I can remember them all, so um, ask away. One thing that it didn't like about this, though. What? Which is a real pity. What? And again, I don't want to give too many spoilers, but like I say, there felt like it was a real danger at the, in the first half of the book to the yeah. point where not all the crew makes it. Yes. Unfortunately, then, for the second half of the book, yeah. it feels like all the crew are completely safe. This is just a feeling that I had. It felt like once we had established what the core crew is, once once the the once the crew members that were going to die died, yeah, it felt like for the rest of the book we're like, okay, all these characters are safe now because now they're that now the core group is there, and it would be upsetting. It would it would hurt the dynamic if one of them died, or it would hurt the again. This is just a feeling. It's not something wrong. It's just a feeling that it felt like the next time that any of these main crew are going to die is in the last quarter of the third book of the trilogy. Yeah. It feels like now they're safe characters until the end. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. There's still some some quite uh, suspense sections after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying they're not in danger, mm. but I'm just, again, to bring it back to an analogy that everybody knows, which is a Star Wars, you know. In Star Wars, Obi-Wan Kenobi dies halfway through that first uh, episode, like the first movie. Yeah. And then who's the next main character to die? Like they no, everyone's safe now because we've we've established who the crew is. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Obi Wan Kenobi sacrifices himself to save them, but is it a sacrifice or is he becoming more powerful or whatever yeah, yeah, it is yeah, like yeah. that? You know, it, it it continues on with without. I say without him. You know, with mm. scare quotes without him. But what I'm trying to say is, it felt like oh, we've had that. Obi Wan Kenobi dies halfway through the first book. Now this core characters, yeah. they're all gonna. They're probably all gonna survive, except you know they weren't quite sure if Harrison Ford was gonna come back for the third movie. So instead <laughs> of killing him off, they put him in carbonite. Literally, that's why he's put in carbonite yeah. and wheeled off. But like, and that's why the the the, the opening sequence of the third movie, they're like, now let's, let's get. We need Harrison Ford back in action. Let's go get him out again. You're like, all right, that's great. But yes. it was it was to do. He wasn't contracted for the third movie, whereas uh, ah. whereas uh, you know. Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher and others were. Yeah. Yeah, it's that. I mean... And that's why they brought... And that's another reason why they yeah. brought in uh, uh, Lando. When Lando, like, he finishes the book, he's pretty much wearing... He's Because it's his ship. Yes. He go, he's actually wearing Han Solo's gear. He's like, all oh, yeah. right, if we don't have Harrison Ford back, we've got Lando it's and he's going and he's going he's gonna to be the main... He's going to be our main, uh, you know, Millennium Falcon flying, fast-talking guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. And and in this book, yes, you're right. There is this kind of stuff going on. 
I'm just um, it was just a feeling. It's sort yeah, of like yeah. to show how dangerous everything and to show how everyone's at danger. Yeah. Killed off a main character or a main crew member. I wouldn't yeah. say main character, but a main crew member halfway mm. through the first story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then again. I did think that was a bit too soon for me. Like from yeah, my feeling, it felt if too the, soon. And that's why I say if and this was, was a standalone left. book, mm. if this was a standalone book, you mm. would you would kill off one of the main crew members like early on and then somebody would sacrifice themselves at the end of the story or it wouldn't matter if anybody else survived again to take you back to star wars rogue one movie yeah. you're like once as soon as i saw one of those main characters died i was like i was like everyone's dying at the end oh they're doing the they're doing the everyone sacrifices themselves for the mission war movie trope yeah. here yeah uh spoilers uh but it's one of those things that like it depending on when the first main character dies it kind of it, it kind of shows who is now at danger through yeah. to the end of the story I just had, like, I want to get back to this book, but I just had a a big thought. Right. Have we had... Have we? Have we... Oh, have we? Have we read, heard, seen... All the stories now that we are always comparing everything now to all the previous things. No, there's new things in here. But the way that storytelling works is that there are certain patterns of storytelling which have the best emotional punch and string people along and the suspense works. There's, there's, it's not that the stories are the same and people will say, oh, there's only 12 stories in the world. It's like, there isn't only 12 stories. There might be 12 frameworks for stories which humans can latch onto the best, yeah. if you know what I mean. And yeah. almost every story will use one of those main storytelling devices or storytelling frameworks but it doesn't mean there's only 12 stories if there's only 12 stories we'd only read 12 books and be fine with it but there is again it's sort of like you know you've got the the two acts play the three act structure you know the hero's journey yes every hero's journey it's just because they the most satisfying way of telling a hero's journey is with these steps along the way it doesn't mean that they're all the same story right you know what i mean so we still enjoy spaghetti even though we have yeah, yeah it's like saying mm, there's only four types of food it's like have you have you ever like you know like go to a pizza restaurant it's like ah it's all the same it's like yeah it's a bit of bread with some ingredients on it but yours has got mozzarella and mine's got you know uh, gorgonzola gorgonzola (laughs) you know and you're like ah it's the same pizza it's like yeah but i'm eating it like i'm i'm enjoying a different meal for Mm. each for each pizza restaurant i go into and for each option on the menu like it's it's all different Mm -hmm. you know it's yeah. like saying there's only three kinds of, you know, meal, breakfast, lunch and dinner. And you're like, no, <laughs> that's just the times that you're eating and the function that they give you in your life. No. OK, so there's more. I just No, it's just like I say, if someone is good at what they do, yes. they're going to be doing a similar thing to other people who are good at what they do. Yes. And Becky Chambers was going, I'm just going to do Firefly, but in novella form or in novel form. Yeah. And what she did was fine. Yeah. It isn't that what in the end wasn't for me. And I actually think the second book is worse because it's sort of like, oh, I'm going to do. No, I'm not going to do. But and it was sort of like, what are you doing? Which one of the twelve, you know, one of the twelve frameworks or storytelling techniques or like which are you actually aiming for? Yeah. And if you're going for a ragtag crew in space on a space adventure, mm-hmm. you know, 
yeah. the interplay between the politics. Like, what I really liked that there were some criminal gangs who turned up, and they're kind of like, oh, the criminal gangs kind of just as important as any other faction, yeah. you know. Well, um, we have this here as well. Suddenly, there's like a, a subsection, yeah, yeah. subsection. There's of a, a subsection section. of a subsection <laughs> of a criminal gang, and then there's a cult. And I really enjoyed the cult thing there. They're like, oh, humans, join us! And then they're like, ah. Turns out humans are worse at religion than oh, other yes. species. Other species do religion and cults, and they can they they they're like self-limiting. Whereas yeah. humans are like crusades, and we're like no 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 no, back it down, back it down a bit. That's not what we're doing here. You know. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. I enjoyed this this weird kind of. Um, um, and, and here comes back to what Adrian Tchaikovsky is, what, what his background is. His background is in zoology. Zoology and psychology and, and law. Yeah. And this is such an amazing mix of topics. And he puts this in everywhere. And this kind of like, um, how is he called? Meiosis? No, meto? No, not meto. Like one of those things where people live in this kind of... Um, osmosis. No. You pick things up by osmosis. No, 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 no. P- Things live on things, but don't kill them. But parasites. Prof- yeah, yeah, parasite. But then symbiosis. Symbiosis. That's uh, okay. the thing I was looking for. So we have all the different kinds of living arrangements yeah. in here, and then we have the humans who latch onto something and they they praise something, and then they keep going on in their own direction, even though it's very clear that the original alien it doesn't yeah, it does, even. It doesn't, that's not what they're wanting for. Yeah, no. uh, yeah. I like the the alien, which is like lots of bits, which kind of like fall apart and come together in like a weird hive mindy kind of. Thing. Thing, you know yeah. there's, there's good stuff yeah all right i think we've wrapped it up lots of good stuff in this book yes let down by pacing issues yes which f- felt like the bit has dragged i'm now on the uh, goodreads page oh, so i'm gonna oh, see what, what other, other people, people say. are saying there's this fun comment that i saw here by r he posted this on may 29th this, this year. year when luke burridge said on the science fiction book review podcast episode 517 that shards of earth was the next pod next book on the podcast review list i was already reading slash listening to shards of earth but i was only 25 percent of the way through so i pounded through it the next day so i would have my thoughts down before hearing Juliana's and luke's <laughs> i'm very sorry you don't need to pound through something that in the next day uh, not if it, i read it yeah yeah because <laughs> i said that and when was that like on, on the episode list here yeah that was uh yeah on the 25th uh, of and it's now the 18th so yeah 25th of may to 18th of april so yeah let's say four weeks since the last yeah. episode you have um, got time if i read a book like that yeah you yeah. probably got no, a bit I, of time. no problem i've been reading other books like again i'm ready to do other episodes mm-hmm. no actually i'm not because what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna combine them together right uh which i'll talk about in a second so uh, that's what somebody said um but yeah pretty much as everyone is is saying like uh uh, it, now he turns his hand to space opera that would be fami- familiar to any fan of Peter F. Hamilton. You yes. know, everyone is saying an excellent space opera. I fell in love with the voice of the narrator. Um, oh, oh, yeah, the voice. How was the audiobook? Uh, really good, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's great who, because who, who does it? Uh, uh, let me bring up Audible Shards of Earth. Sophie Aldred. I'm going to click on her name and see if I see her um, with other books. Um, is she here as well? I don't know. She's just done lots of lots of books. She's done Eyes of the Void. Oh, that's the next one. That's yes. the next one in this series. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Doors of Eden. I listened to oh, her right. do that as well. Yeah. So she's obviously one of the Adrian Tchaikovsky, you know, audiobook narrators. Cool. People. Um, Did you enjoy her as well? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was very good. It was a very good narration. Actually, she's she's got a good performance of 
um, of uh, the main character, even though the main character or one of the main characters is male, mm. sometimes they, they put on a different voice. And she didn't, but she had like this inflection to her voice who just made me feel like, oh, this is just like a tired old man. <laughs> uh, very good. Yeah, so that, w- that was very good. Um, so yeah, so, someone else says, no, sup- oh, this is R again. Goodreads algorithm for this page suggests Alan Reynolds um, and Ian M. Banks, you know, it's sort yeah. of like, oh yeah, of course. Um, so... B says some pretty decent space opera from my new favorite author. Not amazing or groundbreaking, but a solid story with some likable characters and enjoyable world building. Yeah, Tchaikovsky has a way of sucking you into the story and building a world right behind your characters without ever you drown without ever drowning you in exposition or explanation. Um, yeah, pretty much everyone has given this book literally every, oh, one person. Lindsay gives it five stars. Everybody else gives it four stars because this is or oh, four and a half stars. Uh, but I'm being generous because there were a lot of new concepts and unusual ideas in this novel, plus some good old s- usual sci-fi tropes. Um, that's from Catherine there. Uh, Zivin rated it. Uh, this time Tchaikovsky does grand space opera. There is a lot here. A lot is one word to enjoy, but perhaps too much, too fast and too repetitive. Um, yeah. The section on Jericho reminded me of Tchaikovsky or what Tchaikovsky can do, uh, his best can do. So... Uh, it says it's also very nice to see ableism dealt with in a mainstream sci-fi novel, which mm-hmm. I think is quite interesting. There's yeah. the, um, Greg says, as space opera goes, this is rather conventional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Lawrence is the one person to give it one stars. Surprised to see how high of a rating this book gets. In my view, it is a huge step down from Children of Time. Ragtag crew travel around the galaxy on hyperspace lanes, get in and out of scrapes. It's like Star Wars book, but without the part that is interesting. I actually like some Star Wars books for the record. Did not finish. 50% really thought this would start to become worthwhile. Like I say, surprise, this is highly rated. That's Lawrence. And everyone else gives it th- four stars, pretty much. Three star here. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, I'd give this book... Yeah, I think it's a solid three and a half to four star book. What okay. would you, where would you put this book? I would... Hmm... Actually, I haven't really thought about the rating. Yeah, because you just, yeah. hey, that's just a, the thing it. with my ratings. Like, I always want a book, like a four star book, to be recommended to every anyone kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And I would say this. I would say if you've ever read a book by Peter F. Hamilton, Alistair Reynolds, or Ian or, Banks, you know, Ian and Banks, and thought, hey, this is the science kind of science fiction for me. Yeah. This would be for you. Also, I think. If you read Becky Chambers' Long Way to a um, uh, Small Angry Planet Planet and thought, I'd like some more of that, please, this would be completely suitable for that too. I think this is his kind of most mainstreamy kind of world because it is just Firefly Star Wars kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Firefly, am I saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. it's it's that kind of thing, you know. But it isn't like i think a becky chambers it isn't it isn't science fiction writing where the main influence is television and movies if yes. you know what i mean yeah like so yeah. much of that stuff mm-hmm. with that, that what would we call it squeak tour wave squeak or yeah. it feels like the main influence is stuff they've seen and watched mm-hmm. it's sort of like you know the the it's like the buffy style or whatever you know firefly buffy whatever that is kind of stuff yeah as a po- and you know uh, and people who've watched a lot of Star Trek and watched a lot of stuff rather than people who are steeped in you know s- good science fiction novel reading yes um not all of it is like that but i'm just saying this feels much more writerly than yeah. a lot of the tor wave squeak or yeah there's this other is- there's this other series where i when i read it um uh, i felt the same thing with the that then what got made into like uh, the tv series yeah um what's it it's right in front of me back 
can't grasp it. The um, Leviathan weight. Oh, Leviathan. Yeah, yeah. The, was, the expanse. Yeah, yeah, the expanse. That was very... T- I'm reading television That here. was written by people who were the assistant to someone who had a television deal and was Absolutely. developing that. And they were like, we can do this and also have a TV deal. And yeah. it worked. Yeah. It worked perfectly. This, this is however, it has so many concepts in that I personally think only works in imagination. Yeah, yeah. It, it's only working if if you if this is being read or you read it, and then you have to imagine this yeah. happening. Uh, and that's what I think is is that's what stands out about his writing compared to a lot of again. I, there's no way I would even if it's got some of the same traits of that. It doesn't have the same things as what were the books I was reading before where I was like, hey, remember this. Like it's like like literally you're saying, and now it's like a, a that scene from this David Lynch movie. Remember that? That's what this is. And I was yes. like, you can't just name check popular culture yes. stuff. Yeah. This feels this feels like writerly in that way that the writing and the world building is doing the work yeah. rather than references to yeah um, references to other stories or whatever. Because it is not actually it's not written in a visual way. It is written in 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 abstract yeah imaginary ways like yeah. the way he is using language yeah. isn't in broad strokes that you then can like just picture it together yeah. and in, it's like very broad i just say like, the mountain in the sea when they're like hey have you oh, seen yeah. this video have you seen oh, yeah. this youtube video of an octopus yeah. Uh, yeah. solving a puzzle nothing of that nothing <laughs> no. of that no 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 Actually, he, every everything writer. he wants you to see and know and imagine he's writing and and so yeah, I don't think this is this is not TV yeah stuff. This right. is book stuff. So I'm going to give it four stars because yeah. I think I've talked myself round into <laughs> d- too, despite yeah. despite some of the pacing issues. Yes. it's so it's properly competently written and I enjoyed it at that level. Yeah, four stars. Yeah, me too. I I think it's a four All right, star. It's a four, four star, star book. Four star book. And uh, and again, my favorite authors don't always have to have five star books. Like, no, no, no. Like an Ian and Banks who can write five star books, a whole series, and half of them are five stars. That is super rare. Yeah. Most of my favorite authors or authors who I'll be like, yeah, I'll read another book of theirs. Like, sure, I'm going to go back to it. Is in that three and a half to four star range where I'm like, yeah, just keep like if you if if I can just if you can reliably give me four and a half, three and a half to four star books, I'll keep reading yes. whatever I find by you. But if you suddenly swing down to that zero point five star range, and I'm like, what the fuck's this? Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He will have one of those books, I'm sure. Oh, uh, pff, like yeah. Alistair Reynolds put out whatever whatever that book is. I can't remember what it was, and I'm like, this is a one star book. <laughs> Maybe if I go back and read it again, I'd think it isn't. But yeah, some yeah. people like you know a lot of times. It anyway. also depends on the target audience, and uh, and target audience is me. This yeah, is a book exactly, for me. Exactly, exactly. I want to exactly that. Uh, uh, tell I'm, people to go over to sfbrp.com. Yes. If, it, even if you're like, I've visited that before, it's renewed. Yeah, it's all good. It doesn't look like anything. Turns before. out the website broke, and I was like, "What's happening on the website?" And it wasn't web. Oh no, it was. Yeah, it was. My server was like, "We're we're updating to a new version of some PHP software." Or was it? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, PHP was it five PHP? or something. No, it wasn't even PHP. It was some kind of development st- stuff back end. Right. And they're like, "Your website will break if we do this." So I updated. I spent a few like a day or two. It was like a whole morning or something faffing around. Yeah. Getting various websites to update and they were like yeah that's gonna work and there's the other one is not gonna work wasn't it also that no it wasn't like your your website is going to break but it's like we 
are going to have to charge you. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was it. If, like, keep using this old software, but you're going to be charged $5 a month to keep running it. And I was like, ah, look, I already pay, you know, a few hundred euros a year for my hosting or whatever, yeah, for the, yeah. all the web domains and hosting or whatever. So um, support me on patreon.com forward slash Luke Burridge. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so this one was like, you got to update this stuff. And I realized that the software... Like, here's the thing. I set up this website in 2008. Yes. So we're 50, after 15 years of literally not updating the theme of the website, yep. the art of the website, yep. the coding of the web, nothing is up. I mean, I, I have a, a static page, which is the episode list I'll talk about in a second. Nothing has changed about this yep. since 2008. Yes. The software that I used to get a podcast working in 2008 was deprecated and discontinued in... 2008 like i because oh, i started no. <laughs> working on this in two, like i started working on the website i was setting right. up in like 2007 january 2008 yeah. had some technology to make it work yeah. the person who was making the pod press technology yeah. stopped working on it and was no longer supporting it since 2008 oh no <laughs> it kept working for me i've never had to change it i it's literally been the same thing since 2008 <laughs> so when i was like looking at this thing they're like oh you've got to update the website i was like oh what do people use to replace this software and all of the search results were like from 2008 2009 going oh, oh what do we cute. use to do it that's and i'm cute. like oh so yeah. it's now 15 so i was using this stuff anyway it's all updated it's all working again but that's the reason why the science fiction book review podcast now looks different it just looks plain and boring i mean it's the same all the stuff is the same it's just yeah. the the menus are a bit more uh, recent uh, like updated episode yeah. list there click on episode list the functionality yeah. is the same yeah also a few months ago someone said hey i, I put i put your website through uh, an accessibility um, test a determiner and they say the text is too small on the website and the links are, aren't readable or whatever it is for people with low vision okay someone sent me that and I was like oh, I'm not going to update the anyway it turns out I it, it's I, now whoever sent me that email um, check it out again maybe I'll go to SFBRP what, can I see oh no it's going to be full with other stuff isn't it yeah I, I can't just type in accessibility yeah I, I can't remember what it was, but yeah, it was something to do with, um, uh, nope, can't see it here. Anyway, uh, that's why it's always difficult to work out what somebody said, you know. Yeah. So it's for, for bad for low vision. And now the new episode, the new version of the website is better. Good. And it's framed better and looks better. It's just all better. Nice. This works as well that you can sort, you know, when you're on the episode list, you can sort by author. That was broken on the old website, <laughs> so I fixed that as well. It nice. used to, you, you click on it, and then if you click on it again, it wouldn't go. So now if I click here, the top person is Joe Abercrombie. And then if I click on it again, the top person is. Why is, is that? it working? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I was just... thinking it's going to be Roger Zelazny, but it's George Af Alec Effinger. So I don't know what. Anyway, mm. I need to. I need to work out what. Why what the sorting algorithm? Yeah, is. I, I need to check out why when gravity falls. Anyway, if you go and visit that website and you in. find issues, send an email to Luke. To... He's going to look into it or not, but he's going to read your email. Uh, yeah, it's but it's weird. It's one of these things that like I literally I just didn't I have not updated any of this stuff for so long. I'm going and going, oh I've not I've not been to the been to the settings page on this website in fifteen years. Oops. Pretty crazy. Yeah, I stopped really using this WordPress when it's wanted me to download something, an app yeah, or whatever. It's like, oh it's no. one of those things like again, I have programmed my own websites. I have a whole website stuff that I yeah. have done. Yeah. All of which that like when someone says, Oh, there's a bug on the website and I'm looking back through it, you know, on the Fight Night Combat website. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, sure, there's a bug there. And like, why is there a bug? And I'm like, I, I made this in 
2000 like this page 2014 this is nine years ago that it's, i made it's, this it's almost like if the this the original programming was done by a different person by well now. no it isn't it's just that <laughs> since then like uh, i i put in a new tournament structure and yeah. it then did, didn't update it for that yep. if you know what i mean like that the end happens. of year finals i was like oh this is not this is not a 500 tournament anymore it's a 750 and just then then the maths work like the hard-coded maths didn't work out but correctly. now it does it was just in a different category. So, yeah, anyway, anyway, it's quite funny. At least here, uh, it says he began the podcast in 2008 and has re- reviewed every science fiction and fantasy book he has read since then. He is usually joined by Juliana Kunstendorf, especially yeah. on episodes where she has also read the same book. Yes, like that is one. true. Yeah. Yep. So this book, four stars. It will be now also... Wait, we're going back to the book. I thought we'd already wrapped up that podcast. The uh, next no. book, what, what's the oh, next yeah. book that you're going to read? Well, the next book is called... Oh, you're just going on with this uh, Eyes of the Void. Eyes of the Void. So you're just going to carry on with this? Yeah. The next one? Okay. Um, I have been uh, reading... Let me quickly have a look here. So I finished this book. It's called The Real and the Unreal, Selected Stories of Ursula K. Le Guin, Volume 1, Where on Earth? Okay. And I was thinking of doing a podcast about it. Okay. But I've decided not to. No? Yeah, because it's a short story collection and it's always difficult to review those. That is true. So I'm going to continue on with The Real and the Unreal, uh, Volume 2. It says that the Unreal and the Real. Oh, sorry. The Unreal... Okay, so The Unreal and the Real is... Volume 1 is Where on Earth? So it's all the short stories she's written that are based set on Earth or based on Earth. Okay. Uh, And The Unreal and the Real, Volume 2, is Outer Space, Inner Land. So that's all the stuff which is set on other planets and science fiction. So I think nice. I think that's the one which is going to be a little bit more worth uh, talking about on the Science Fiction Book Review podcast because the the Where on Earth ones, which aren't the ones set in space, there's like quite a lot of short stories. They're all, it's more like weird fiction and slight fantasy and like yeah. some, just a, a weird, it's a, a more weird than science fiction. Okay. So... Uh, are there more volumes or are these... these no, no, that's two? the two... That's the two uh, that's the two volumes. Okay. So, yeah, that makes sense then to 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 re- review them in a bundle. Yeah, but the thing is, I'm taking quite a while to read them because it's more like here and there, like listen to a yeah. short story. Yeah. Although I'll get to this on the on the podcast when we talk about this. Audible doesn't give you a table of contents for short story collections. Oh no. Also, some of them are broken up into multiple chapters. Other of them are a single chapter. Oh. The chap. Some of the chapters are named, and some of the short stories also named. So often I'll be listening, and also the chapters don't always split up in the like from mm-hmm. one story to the next. Right. So I'm, so it's a really weird experience because they're all, all written by the same person. Yes. But they kind of blend into each other because then they'll suddenly be like something, something, something. I was like, is that the title of a the next book or is that the title of the next chapter? chapter? And yeah. it carries on. And often there's the same themes come up with them and same. And sometimes I'm like, this, is this the same location? Did the previous story for it? Anyway, so this, uh, thankfully, the ones set on other planets, they they feel a bit more separated out. Yes. I'll go into this detail on the podcast itself as well. Okay. Right, that's it, I think. Should we wrap it up there? You can follow us I on Instagram. So. You can become our friends on Goodreads. You can check out uh, the Goodreads dot com sfbrp listener group group. discussion thing you can suggest books that you'd like to see me i'm up to four audible credits left over at the moment yeah some people did recommend some stuff on there there was some stuff uh appearing in the yeah yeah on books i would like to see reviewed recommended thread there were some things coming up ryan 12 days ago someone commented here Um, so check it out uh gone world by tom switchelish first science fiction i've read attempt in a few months and actually liked it so uh yeah maybe Maybe I'll read that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly if you, you're going to read and then you put it on 
to to be read to be read things yeah and i then, added to my to yeah. be read uh, thing here totally and then and then you can see if you can spend your audible credits on oh it. somebody said here surprise luke hasn't covered piers anthony oh that's a that's a really old message uh so i'm not gonna i, I replied to that on a previous podcast about piers anthony all right that's it from us oh uh, mastodon etc find the links in the show notes yes thanks a lot for listening and we'll catch you next time goodbye <laughs>